I love it when you talk to me My catfish My catfish Since that check came in Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mike Oz and Chris Swick back together on a podcast. Who would have thought about it? Or who would have thought it, I guess is what I mean to say. It's the StuPod. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Swick. Chris, what's up, man? I haven't talked to you in like forever. Ugh, it's been a while. Uh, it's good to be back, though. I guess it's funny to think like that we, we wouldn't talk otherwise, right? Like, I just haven't talked to Chris in two months. Yeah, right. We've done a podcast. This is the only time. time we communicate. <laughs> Uh, this week, I'm pretty pretty thrilled. One that we're back together, and two that we've got Dexter Fowler joining us um, on the pod. Uh, you know, obviously coming off the World Series, but also a free agent and a guy whose name probably going to get tossed around a lot in the next few weeks. Uh, a little bit yesterday because the Cubs signed John Jay, and we're going to talk to Dex- Dexter about all those things, um, as well as like his shoe collection and uh, Saturday Night Live and, and many other things. And then uh, Chris and I are going to come back and. Talk about some of the news of the week, so we'll do that in uh, just a second, or maybe 12 minutes. But first, here's Dexter Fowler on the stupid. I love it when you talk to me, my catfishing, my catfishing, since I check came in. Welcome back to the StuPod, everybody. Today we have the pleasure of being joined by Dexter Fowler, recent World Series champion for the Chicago Cubs and uh, current MLB free agent. He is joining us today on behalf of Dick's Sporting Goods and their Sports Matters program, uh, which is doing an effort to save youth sports. And specifically, you can buy green shoelaces from Dick's, which uh, look pretty cool in Dexter Fowler's shoes, uh, as I've seen on Instagram. And at two dollars from the from your purchases go to the Sports Matters program. So, uh, Dexter, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going today? I'm doing awesome, man. Doing awesome, sitting here at the house. We just moved to Vegas, so I'm in here unpacking. Nice. Well, uh, I'm sure I'm sure moving was not the best part of your off season so far. So let's let's talk about some of the more fun things. Um, well, this one maybe maybe fun, maybe not. You know, the, the Cubs signed John Jay yesterday. Um, there, there's obviously a lot of people that think you're you're not going to go back there anyway. Did you see that and think like, all right, my, my days in Chicago are done, or something else? No, Bill. Um, he called me. Uh, called me before you know that news even came out you know we talked and and whatever and you know i realized it's a business you got to do what you got to do and you know i'm gonna do what i have to do on this end and you know he does what's best for his ball club so at the end of the day there's no hard feelings i mean they still look at me as family and i do the same so i still see i see a lot of people like on your instagram whatever come back to the cubs come back to the cubs i mean is that is that pretty much done you think barring anything crazy happening I I always leave my options open. I never know. You never know, and uh, you never know what 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 you know what God has for you. You just gotta go on from there and and, and roll with the punches. So. I'm really curious about what this process is like in 2016 because obviously there's so much information. There's so many different ways you can communicate with people. Um, what's it like for you? I mean, it's not like you can have to wait by the phone anymore to get updates or, or do everything face to face. I mean, is it? Is it a lot of text messages? Is it are you talking to your agent, you know, multiple times a day via text? Like, like, just tell us sort of how it all works for you. My agent does a good job. He he, um, he always keeps me abreast on everything that's happening, and you know, it definitely gives me the updates. And and uh, you know, this off season is is a little bit more relaxed. And I've, I've, you know, we we won a championship, and you know, you're happy about that, and you did your job on the field, and it's about. You know, just sitting back and, and and seeing where it goes, and you know, and 
putting it in Casey's hands and, and Casey, you know, I, I feel like I'm in good hands. Is that like multiple times a day? Are you getting updates or are you just kind of getting like once a day, you know what's going on? Or... No, usually once a day, okay. once a day right now. And, uh, you know, it's always been good news. So, you know, nothing to be mad about. You're active on social media. So you obviously, if you want to, can see all the rumors that, that fly out there and stuff. I mean, there's, you know, no, no shortage of them. How much of that do you pay attention to versus, you know, what you're being told from, from your agents and your reps? Um, I actually laugh at it now. Um, <laughs> I know last year, um, that whole Baltimore thing, and, you know, going back to that, it's like you, you can't always believe what you read. So till I hear it from, from my guys, you know, I, I I don't put it past anything. I don't put anything past anybody. So Last year was was very interesting. I mean, I think it capped off with you just kind of appearing at, at camp. I thought that was that was fantastic. But what, what do you think you learned from the process last year? I mean, did, did it make you more patient, or did it make you maybe have a niche to sign sooner, or none of that, any of that? Like, what, what did you take away from going through the process last year and then now this year doing it again? It, it was a humbling experience, but it was a growing experience. I, I believe you go through things and you learn from them, and, 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 and you always have those in the back of your mind. You realize that at the end of the day, this game's a business, and, um, you know, you're part of it, so... Sometimes you just got to go out and, and, you know, just let your talents, you know, take care of itself. And we ended up winning the championship and, and you know, I put myself in a, in a pretty good position. You, um, obviously, you know, money's a big part of this, but there's there's obviously more things beyond money. So what factors are in there for someone like you? I know you have kids and you have a wife. So what, what part of it, um, what's important beyond the money, I guess? Um, winning's addictive, you know, it's, uh, you know, nobody wants to lose. I mean, you're not, anybody that comes in this game and says it's all about the money is, is, you know, probably lying because, you know, you can get paid a ton of money and be on a losing team and, and not feel good. So, um, I think that's it. Winning is, is, is definitely key. I want to talk a little bit about um, the the partnership with Dick you got going on. I know a lot of athletes are involved in it, and it's um, you know, it sounds like a, a pretty cool thing. Part of it is to save youth sports. I'm curious, like why why is that important to you? How does it hit home to you? Is there something from your childhood that that makes that you know something that was uh, that you wanted to get involved in? Well, yeah, my my mom she actually uh, she taught and she was a PE teacher in the in, in the school system, so you know growing up and her you know seeing the kids you know the athletic ability of the kids and I used to go into in our class all the time and and just help the kids help her with the kids and it was it was awesome to see that and now with the video games and stuff nobody ever gets out you never see kids playing in the yard anymore um and and and, and just being outdoors and and finding other things to do besides sit on Instagram and Twitter and do all that and shoelaces seems like a pretty kind of easy and fashionable thing, right? To kind of get behind, like it seems like a a, diff, a kind of an interesting way to do it. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. It's easy. Mm. You know, anybody can can do it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Everybody has shoelaces, so doing that is there's there's really no excuse. I loved uh, I loved your Instagram post with the the, the green shoelaces and the green Jordans. I see you have plenty of Jordans, including the Space Jams that, that aren't out yet. Um, what's your what, What's your favorite pair of sneakers? I ask that you know mainly because I just want to know. 
my favorite pair of sneakers? Well, um, it's a tough question. I, I get asked that question a lot. I don't. I gotta say, the Jordans for sure. But I think I, I gotta go with my seventeens. Uh, they came in the. Um, I got the original seventeens that came in the uh, in the briefcase. So I, I guess that'd be my favorite. Yeah, I mean to be clear, I knew we were, we, the question was really what's your favorite year of Jordan, and not what's your favorite. I mean, I knew I knew it was going to be Jordans. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be great though. Like, Being a part of great, Jordans definitely helped. So. <laughs> yeah, that that suitcase they have or the shoebox, or whatever for the for the Elevens, that was that was pretty sweet, man. So um, I looked at your setup and I'm like, I'm a size 13 too, Dexter. So if you ever have any extras, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe you have to come out to Vegas and I'll show you. Them. And um, you can take your pick. Uh, the World Series stuff. I mean, I know you know, being that it was the Cubs. I mean, it just lasted. It seemed like longer than than everything. You guys all got to do so many interesting things. What was the thing that happened to you after winning the World Series that you just never would have imagined you would have got that opportunity? Uh, probably going like Jimmy Fallon and doing Saturday Night Live. That was crazy. Uh, you know, just to see we were in there and. Actually, Jay Z was Jay Z and Beyonce were in there as well because Solange was performing. So it was uh it was cool to get the chance to meet all of them and then going on Jimmy Fallon after that. I mean that's that's the top of the top right there. It's um it was definitely a, a awesome experience. When you, when you're kind of riding that wave of you know we won the World Series, at what point does it get back to to normal life? Like what what point do you kind of come down from it? Um. I don't know. I haven't come down from it yet. I'm I'm still trying to catch up on some sleep, and you know it's crazy. Um, you're at the house and people are coming over, and you know even people are working on the house and they're like, I'm a huge Cubs fan. We're so happy you guys did it. And so it's now it's like I just want to stay here and just sleep real quick. But <laughs> it's back the time to start working out. So and you got a little kid, man. Kids don't let you sleep. I know that. Uh yeah yeah my my little my little daughter she she doesn't let me sleep she's in here in the mornings before she goes to school so um, definitely uh, but you know it, it's a, it's a gift and a curse so, you know you're happy to see them grow and 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 just mature who who do you think which which member of the Cubs who who was kind of the breakout star since the World Series like you know from people going to Disneyland or being on this show or that show like which guy do you look at and say like that guy's having the most fun with all this. I just one guy. It's uh, it's crazy because we all do different things, and um, but I guess I'd say I don't, I don't have a clue. I saw Rossi on a lot of things. It's good for Rossi because uh, Rossi, you know, he 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 rode the the um, the horse out, you know, the unicorn off, and it was a it was a good retirement for him. <laughs> It seems like everyone's having a good time, though, man. So, yeah, you're right there. One oh, thing, we always have a good time. That, that, that's part of it. Well, one thing we do on the podcast sometimes is try to get to get to know people a little better, get to know players. Um, I want to do some, some rapid-fire stuff with you. Uh, you don't have to do long answers. They can be short. Uh, just some sort of pop culture you know, baseball life type stuff. So the number one we always ask All everybody, right. what's your favorite place to eat on the road? Uh, so, like, when you're visiting a city, like, oh, I definitely have to go there. Definitely have to go there. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. You go to so many places. You, you, I'd I say, say uh, people usually have a quick answer for this one, man. 12. 
What is it? Prime in Miami. Okay. Just for the fried Oreos. Fried Oreos. Yeah. All right. Prime went to steakhouse. What what is what have you been binge watching the most since uh, the baseball season ended? Binge watching the most probably. Um, what is the probably something? Uh, what is that sh- TV show that my daughter loves watching? Um. Oh, kid shows! Kid shows are not it? good, man. Yeah, kids show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a girl, so Sophia that, the first or something. My TV right now. Yeah, it's um, I forgot. I flipped on the name. Uh, I know the song. I would sing it, but it's embarrassing. <laughs> Trust me, man. I got two little kids. I got a two year old. I feel you. <laughs> um, what uh, what album are you listening to the most the last couple months? Uh, the Bruno Mars. I like the Bruno Mars album. Just came out. Pretty good. Nice. All right, last one. What is the last movie you saw that you you loved? Um, the Cubs uh, winning the World Series. <laughs> that's, that's... The, doc- the documentary. Oh, oh, for real? You're not you're not being funny. No, we yeah we already got it. So oh, nice, nice. It, it was yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. You got to go see it. I, th- I thought that was be- just being a clever answer, but yeah, I mean that's a great 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 idea. No, actually, just I've watched it three <laughs> times. Nice man. Well, uh, that that's why you're not coming off the World Series high yet. Uh, hey Dexter, thanks for joining us. Good luck with free agency. Good luck with everything else, and uh, have a good off season. No, thank you guys. Have a good one. I love it when you talk to me. My caffeine, my caffeine. Since I came in, don't you know I got that. We have returned on the Stew Pod. Thanks to Dexter Fowler for joining us. Thanks to Dick Sports for uh, getting him here. And Chris, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's been a while since we have done a kind of a proper podcast uh, where we just kind of conversate with each other. I was going to say a bad word there, and I didn't. <laughs> um, but uh, how are things, man? You happy to you happy to be back in my in my presence? I'm sure. I'm uh, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it's been kind of a hectic couple weeks uh, with the World Series, and then. Uh, both of us kind of took a break and now you're gearing up for the winter meeting. So it just, it's, it, I don't know. We just haven't had a lot of chances to hook up lately. And we should it, say that, you know, we should say that Chris wasn't on the Dexter Fowler interview because his internet broke at the exact wrong time. Yeah. So of course that yeah. prevented us from, uh, from reuniting fully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but next, next you've one, talked to two Cubs in, uh, in the interim there, him, yeah. him and, and uh, Addison Russell. Yeah. And we've had some free agent moves, most of them minor, until uh, Yoana Cespedes is signed. Yeah, which I guess, you know, shouldn't be too expected. I think, uh, unexpected, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we heard that the Mets wanted to get it done early. And I think, you know, for all the other stuff you might have heard, I don't think anyone really was surprised that he went back to the Mets. Uh, it seemed like a good fit. It was more just sort of, you know, how much money is he going to get? And he got a lot. So, uh, Chris, what was your what was your initial reaction to uh, to the deal, to the money, to to you know four more years of Cespedes in New York? What do you think? Uh, I guess overall, I wasn't shocked. I, I wrote a thing on on Big Leagues too about the money involved, and um, people were making a big deal out of Cespedes now being the the second highest paid position player by average salary. So I know that's a lot to unpack there, but. He's making 27.5 million per year, 
The only player who makes more than that, the only position player, is Miguel Cabrera at $31 million. Uh, I wasn't shocked by that. That, And you can read my take or whatever, but I, I guess I wanted to turn it on you. I mean, did you think that's just way too much money for a guy like Yoan Cespedes? Um, I mean, in theory, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, way too much. Everyone is way too much money for however much they're making, you know? So, I mean, if you want to go that way, yes, they all make too much money. But in the in the market as we know it, um, I, I'm not surprised by it. I think it's it's fine. You know, I, I think he's a, you know, not a Miguel Cabrera type player, not a, you know, top of the line elite guy. Uh, but he's proven his value to New York. I think you know he he definitely makes them uh, a, a World Series type team with the pitching that they have. So I think he's you know essential to that team. Like if they don't have him. Things are not as as good as they could be, um, you know, by by a big margin. So, I think they under I think Cespedes aside understands the value there. You know, understands they can opt out of the deal like they did and get more money, which they did. So I, you know, considering he was making pretty good money before and he opted out, and it wasn't like he was just going to opt out for an extra, you know, five hundred thousand dollars right. or something. So it's about I mean it's about what you expect. You know, the the money. Um, the money flows in baseball, as we've seen. So, when when we see some of the other contracts that are out there, you know, see what he's getting paid, like, yeah, not not surprising. I, I guess the only other question I had is, do you think the 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 free agent market being this week impacted how much money he got? Like, are we just going to see outrageous deals for, mm, I don't know, less than elite talent because these are the guys who are available? I think so. I mean, and it's, I don't think it's necessarily those outrageous deals for those guys, but I mean, you know, you see like kind of the, 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 the lower level free agents, kind of the money that they get, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I don't know, like like the fact that someone is out there giving like a multi-year deal to Matt Joyce and and paying him. Jason Castro getting three years. Yeah. And like how much, but a good amount of, what would Jason Castro get like 45 million or something? What was it? I thought he got like 23. Oh, okay. That's a lot better then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about people who are getting paid like a ton of money and, um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I think that it, it's going to make, obviously the, the, the big, the big guys are going to get paid a lot of money, but I think the smaller guys, you know, there's going to be a demand for, for some of the, the mid-level, mid-level players, um, I think especially pitchers and relief pitchers, I think they're going to get paid nicely. And um, I, I think that's one of the reasons, that's another reason Cespedes opted out of his deal. I mean, that's probably a reason Chris right. Carter should be happy that the, the Brewers cut him loose because he's probably going to get paid nicely now, um, even though he, you know, can't hit above like 220. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's money to be had. Although, you know, maybe there's a story came out today from Buster Olney that, you know, like the Cubs are kind of, building a war chest so they can sign the dude out of, out of Japan. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe some teams are going to kind of be like, well, there's not a lot to spend out there, so not a lot to buy, so maybe save some of our money. Um, you know, we, we've heard kind of the Yankees are in that position. Uh, the Dodgers right. supposedly have to shave their payroll a little bit. So maybe we see some teams kind of backing off. But, um, you know, I do think that the people who are going to get signed, we're going to look at it and be like, wow, that's a lot of money for that guy, just because I mean, that's just what happens in baseball. Yeah, I do think we're probably going to see some ridiculous deals, uh, especially for, like, Rich Hill. He's just really interesting to me because he's so far and away the best pitcher on the market, and he's also 37, and I just don't 
I can't remember a guy in that position the last couple of years, so we're going to see something pretty unique contract-wise. Yeah. But but in Cespedes's case, like he's he's not only the the best free agent on the market by a lot of people's or at least I don't know if that's a lot of people's thinking, but he's also younger than Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Batista, who are probably like the number two and three hitters. So if you're going to sell out and pay a guy almost $30 million, I feel like that's the guy. And so I guess I just don't know. I don't think the, the free agent market being weak impacted this deal, even though it's probably too early to tell. Um, I feel like we'll see that more when, like, Batista signs, just because, you know, he, he's a little older and that's maybe not usually the guy you'd want to break the bank on, but you might not have a choice. With Cespedes, I guess I didn't see that as much. Who, what do you think is the next big domino to fall at this point? We're a couple days out from the winter meetings. We are, you know, potentially as we record this, um, you know, there's no CBA right now. There's a lot of kind of odd factors in there. Keep in mind last year that two of the two of the bigger dominoes fell before the winter meetings last year too. Um, who do you think? Who do you think is the next kind of big player or the the next player that's going to get you know all the conversation? Well, it seems like Edwin Encarnacion's getting a lot of buzz because people keep mentioning him in the Astros, and uh, some people had mentioned the Astros as like runners up for Cespedes, and then just seems like they're going to make a big run at somebody. Everyone kind of expects it to be Encarnacion at this point. Um, if it's not going to be him, I think it would be a lot of fun to see one of these relief pitchers go, just because. There are three elite options out there with Chapman, Jansen, and Melanson, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it's weird to say those, Jansen, Melanson, that's just a weird combination to Chapman, throw out Jansen, there. Chapman, Melanson? Yeah, that's a weird one. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see the market get set for one of those guys, um, but there, there haven't really been a lot of rumors, that's just me kind of wish casting. Yeah, I, I think I think Encarnacion is going to be the the next guy, but you know, we'll see kind of what happens at the meetings too, because, uh, you know, you kind of, you see how it goes every year. There's, there's someone who all of a sudden gets dragged into the news cycle and that's the person that everyone's talking about for those couple of days. And uh, I, I bet you Ivan Nova, he's going to be the next one because it just seems like that's how it's going, you know? Yeah. The other, the other part of this that I think is, is going to be the, probably the more fascinating part of the off season if it gets going is the trade market. And I think that, you know, teams, if, if they're not happy with what's out there, they can start making some deals. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of really interesting names out there who are available. And I think today the conversation got amplified around Andrew McCutcheon. Um, it's it's not a surprise that he's, you know, out in the trade market. We've kind of talked about that in the past. But, it, it you know, the, the, the um, tidbits that are circulating today from, from Ken Rosenthal and our own Jeff Passan, uh, seem to indicate that you know there's there's less and less of a likelihood that he's with the Pirates next year, um, and I think that that you know is a pretty dynamic situation because he's on a pretty cheap contract. Um, you know I think a lot of teams would be interested in him even coming off a down year. It's kind of interesting to me that the you know the Pirates are are willing to trade him coming off a down year. Maybe they think that they can you know still get you know top level value from him, but. Um, I think you know that's something that's probably going to heat up now too. If he does get traded, uh, what what do you think is the best fit for Andrew McCutcheon? Well, I feel like the Nationals have a pretty good case. Um, they have a good mix of prospects. 
they could really use a center fielder, especially if you consider um, that getting a guy like McCutcheon allows you to move Trey Turner back to shortstop, which was his natural position uh, in the minors. And I guess, you know, hit, Turner's offense is useful at either place, but uh, he probably, it probably plays up a little more at shortstop. You probably want him to be there. And that just makes a ton of sense to me. Get McCutcheon to patrol center field, move Turner to short. The Nationals are clearly in contention right now, so that's kind of a no-brainer. I guess I should have had another answer before, <laughs> other than the Nats, huh? I mean, right. The Nats, the Nats seem like a, a good one. Um, I, 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 with the, the Rangers, the Rangers have been mentioned yeah, as, as someone, right? Um, that could work. I feel like the Rangers are involved in every potential trade conversation, though, right? I mean, it, it just always seems like, oh, the Rangers are going to be involved in that. and I don't know. Uh, but I think, I mean, the Nats, like, you start thinking about the Nats with Andrew McCutcheon, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that's that's a team, man. That's a team. So uh, I, I would be interested to see where he falls, and if he does fall with the Nats, I think that would be, you know, extremely, extremely fascinating. So yeah, I, I guess my, my concern with the whole Rangers thing is that they it seems to me that they really need pitching. Yeah. So, like, whereas the Nationals, the, their rotation is, is pretty set as is. And so you would think, you know, the Rangers' big uh, focus should be on getting more starters, shoring up the rotation. You know, they had a pretty good offense last year, and pitching is ultimately what, what did them in in the playoffs. So... I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it, it makes more sense to the Nationals or for him to go to the Nationals for that reason. Although I understand why the Rangers would be interested. I feel like they probably have bigger needs. And if you have what it takes to get McCutcheon, how close are you to having what it takes to get Chris Sale? Right? True. So, I mean, if you're the Rangers in that situation, you know, do, do, you, do you, I mean, I'm sure they've have, have made those, those, those overtures too, because, you know, who, who isn't going to go after Chris Sale? So. Well, um, I, I, wanted, I wanted to end by us not necessarily doing like our usual important questions segment, but I thought, you know, kind of just do a catch-up thing, man, because it's been, it's been, it's been a while. Chris, what's the, what's the best thing that has happened to you since we've last had <laughs> a podcast? Uh, well, I, I did go to Hawaii on vacation, so oh, that was pretty, pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and while I was on vacation, the new Pokemon game came out, so it was just, that was kind of heaven for me. I, I once again, I don't think I have anything that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying, yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying to think of uh, of anything else. I went to Tahoe and threw snowballs at my kids. So. Yeah, that's not bad. My dog, my dog loved the snow. My dog, who makes an appearance on the podcast every once in a while, you know, he's not. I don't think he's in there today, but uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, got the flu, or I, I threw up. That was good. Not great. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't even think I really watch anything great on TV. No movies, nothing like that. No, I um, I I actually got through close to being like up up on pitch because I kind of wanted to watch pitch, you know. Okay. I like it was my baseball duty. And I don't hate pitch, so I kind of got up to date on that. Um, yeah, but there's not really a show that I've been like like there's there's a number of shows that I've been meaning to dig into and I haven't done it yet, so I don't have any great any great answer to report there. Although I am enjoying um, the the Jack Bauer uh, as president show. 
Uh, designated Survivor? I do, I do love me some Jack Bauer. I mean, I guess you can call it Designated Survivor, but I feel like it's 24 undercover as president. Okay. Because I'm still waiting for him to be like, to switch into Jack Bauer mode and, and be like, no, I was just undercover. Now I'm going to... Now I'm going to get the terrorists, because that, that's what he does. Right. Well, I, I will say, uh, I think tomorrow Top Chef comes back on. No, I, I, don't think, I don't think you watch that with your wife, but you guys should, for yeah. sure. Uh, my, my wife and I have made a, a competition out of it. We do a Top Chef draft every year. So if, if anyone's interested in that, I'll be posting the <laughs> results on, on Twitter, because uh, it gets pretty competitive. Anybody, uh, if anyone wants to get in... <laughs> no, they can't get in. Oh, they can can't, only can't get in on the draft. I encourage them to participate with their significant others. Oh, okay, make your own. Make your own draft. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. We've uh, we, we don't we don't do any any drafts or anything around here. Um, I did. We, we you and I mentioned this the other day, but I did. Uh, I got I got some bits and pieces of the Gilmore Girls. I know you you had to watch the Gilmore Girls. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I listened to I listened to some parts of it. My wife watched a couple of the episodes and I was hanging, so yeah. Do you know has she finished, do you know? She's done. Do you know the last four words? I do. Ooh, that was that was a big deal. I, I, I didn't I didn't really know that before, but I yeah. it was it was explained to me that it was a big deal. I uh I don't know, man. I think that uh there were there were there were there were a couple moments where I'm like I'm the journalist in me is kind of like, what are you doing? Why, why are you not? Why, why are you not taking notes? Why are you not interviewing people? You know, when she's out there doing these stories, but whatever. It sounds not, like you paid more attention than I did. I, 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 that's that's the one episode I probably watched a little more. Where there's a little more journalism stuff going on, and I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah. We should ask Liz because I think Liz used to work at Yale. Get her, get her take on, on, on Rory Gilmore's journalism exploits. That's a good idea, and I feel like Liz watched the show. I feel like she's been tweeting about it. Has she been? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think so. I don't I, I guess I'm not certain. That could be Kareem uh, Landry. You could be stereotyping, could be stereotyping well, her? I think Kareem Landry is another Phillies writer, and uh, so I might be uh, confusing the two right now. Uh, I thought you were going to stare at and say, oh, she's a girl. She watches Gilmore Girls. No, no. Chris, you sexist. Man, I can't believe uh, we talked to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> That's got to be a first, right? Um, I don't I know guess. that we're gonna revisit that one. Who knows? No, no, probably not. But you, you mentioned how you had to, you, you, you watched it with your wife, so I wanted to, wanted to bring that up. I sent you a snap. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the Stupid. Thanks to Chris for for hanging out with me again. Thanks to Dexter Fowler for joining us. And hopefully, I will uh, make my way through some good Netflix shows soon, and I can talk about those. Uh, see you guys next week. Hopefully. Bye bye. I love it when you talk to me. My catfishing, my catfishing. Since I check came in, don't you know I got that bag?